You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So today we're working in the pro shop, just having a fucking good old day, super slow day, my kind of windy. favorite, windy, every, whoa, almost, almost broke your sunglasses there, sorry about that bud, um, and you know, these slow days you kind of like make conversation with people, this guy comes in, he's probably 70 years old, and he goes, does anybody got a smoke? And I'm like, what the, f- what the fuck is this guy talking about? And he's like, I don't really need it, but, you know, like, I, like, I need it. And, well, and Spencer's like, weed? And he goes, I don't care. He's like, I don't care what it is. <laughs> he's like, I just need something to put in my mouth with some smoke. <laughs> and I was like, uh, dude, you came to the wrong place. And then, our, well, and then our assistant pro, who's not even of age, decided to give him a cigarette. He's, he's 20, and he goes, let me go to my car. <laughs> and then... This motherfucker came back in on the on the turn. Asked he's for like, another one. Hey, he's like he's like he's like got his finger. He's like fuck. He's like is Alex here? <laughs> I'm like nah, dude. Sorry, Alex is teaching a lesson. He's like, ah oh, fuck. I just really need another cigarette. <laughs> he's like, well, I don't you know I don't really need one, but you know. It, it sounded and I was like, like he needed a cigarette. I was like, yeah, dude, you don't. You absolutely don't. <laughs> Sometimes you need nicotine on the golf course. <laughs> so welcome into Big Drive Energy, everybody. Uh, we are live here from the DNVR bar. This place is very calm right now. The calm before the storm. It's I imagine be in, in about two and a half hours, we're rolling Avs playoffs, game one of hopefully 16 wins in their future. Um, we're both going tonight. Kale, the legend super producer, he is going tonight behind the behind the camera, behind the TV. So he's super stoked. We're all super stoked. Um, but we're going to spend a little time talking about golf and try to... Uh, Try to get bring the uh, playoff hockey energy to this golf pod. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so should we start with how how's your week been, bro? It's been good, man. You know, like uh, we're back essentially busy again, which yeah. is fun. Except yesterday was shit. At Colorado weather. Uh, for those of you guys that don't live in Colorado and are listening or watching this from somewhere else, uh, it's crazy. And we've it's had been so windy. It's been windy every windy. fucking day, and. Not we, fun. No, it's not. It's not fun at all. And we also just don't know what it's going to do from day to day. One day you're wearing 
you're hot. Like when we did our hole in one challenge, which go check that video out on our YouTube, DNVR Sports YouTube as well. Uh, RG killed it. Yeah, uh, that edit, super that dope sick. edit. Uh, me hitting the flag stick, Mitchell rolling one in, me yelling "fuck" at the. Well, I didn't roll one in. I rolled one right one by next it. to it. Is what I meant. We didn't make one. Spoiler alert yeah, for anybody that didn't it, know. But watch it still. It's still yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a fire video. Um, but that day was like seventy five degrees. Phenomenal. It's supposed to be ninety Saturday. Yeah, it's supposed to be ninety on Saturday. Wild. And yesterday it was thirty two degrees and snowing. Yeah, we had two guys out golfing yesterday. 32 degrees and snowing. One of them was 76. The other was 84. Average age of 80. And they're out there in the snow. They called and they were like, is the course open? I'm like, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, guess. I fucking guess. But what what are you talking? Like, are you coming well, out to buy so yourself you, a, a hat? Because you put that Twitter poll out and everybody is in the camp of they're just dedicated. I'm like, no, you're clinically insane. Like, you go golfing that, I have nothing for you. You're just dumb. I just... Can't wrap my head around why anybody would want to golf in that kind of weather. But then again, I was at one point that dedicated. So I just, I mean, teach their own, you know. And one other guy who got uh, Bob Stankowitz, he's like 75, yeah. 70, 75. So we had three players yesterday for a combined age of 235, <laughs> which is pretty insane. Um, that was good math. That was quick. I'm very, you know, you know me and my mental math. I'd crank that shit out. Definitely not a good geography, but no, not. I only know pertinent information. One of our actually, so Spencer's wife's brother, Tim, tweeted at me. He goes, "How do you know where the original Hooters was, uh, but you don't know the difference between Puerto Rico and Costa Rica?" And my response to that is, "I know pertinent information. I know important facts. I don't know mindless geographical shit." Um, and I actually do know where Costa Rica and Puerto Rico are. So well, that makes one of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spencer definitely doesn't, but I mean, somewhere south of America. Priorities, literally South America. That well, no, actually, it's Central America, dumbass. Oh, <laughs> well, here we go again. Here it is. <laughs> nice. I uh, think Kale is that correct? Yes, thank Fuck. Neither of the neither of those countries are in South America. Well, that's a good start. Great start. We're <laughs> off to a hot one. Great start. Well, how's your week, dude? What uh just working, man. Um ready for some avs, ready to uh, the Nuggets was it was obviously sad seeing them go down, but we all kind of had that that general feeling being down two of our three max guys. Um it it sucks, but it almost feels like the calm before the storm for the Nuggets a little bit where if we can all come back healthy next year, I feel pretty damn good about their chances. So we'll just we'll have to wait and see. I'm not very patient, but right now we're on the Avs train, riding it, hopefully all the way home. All the way to July. <laughs> and this so this is golf season, um, but also, you know, playoff hockey and playoff basketball come in like that nice time of the year. And I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day. I really love going to like a playoff hockey game or basketball game, which feels like a winter sport when it's nice out. See, I was just going to say I hate that. Yeah, like, I, I, I love that. I can't go to a hockey game. Well, I can, obviously. I physically can. But I don't like going to hockey games when it's like light out and warm out. I hate that shit because it's not hockey weather. Hockey weather is like 30s, 40s, blowing snow. It's dark out at 5 p.m. Like that is like the dog days of winter are hockey to me. Like, you know what I mean? So that's just my vibe. I feel you, but I love But then walking. I go to a Rockies game, and I obviously don't want the weather to suck. So it's kind of that happy medium. Also, I hate going to Broncos games when it's steaming hot, which happened about half the season last year. So I'm 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 a big cold weather guy. I'm built for cold weather, as you can You're see. like a polar bear. Yeah, exactly. I'll go roll around in the ice a little bit. Go... <laughs> Fucking drink See, a Coca-Cola. On I am the North exact Pole. opposite. If it's less than like 60, 65 degrees. because you're soft. I am soft. Very. You're very soft. I'm Charmin, Charmin soft. <laughs> you're four-ply. I'm Nashville Predator soft. Ooh, How about that? I, I hope, hopefully that ages that, well. Yeah, that <laughs> that could blow up. <laughs> yeah, that don't do not nah, do that again. first round we get. Don't, no bulletin board material here. Nope. I know they're all watching. I know all the Predators are watching our podcast. <laughs> They're just getting ready for their pregame, watching a golf podcast. You see Saros know. probably took himself out of the game tonight just so he didn't miss our pod. Yeah, he didn't want to miss this live shit. <laughs> We're doing it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. All right. Okay, let's talk about some golf. Yeah. Should so, we do that? So let's talk a little bit about John Rahm. 
Uh, he back in the winner's circle this week at the Mexico Open at Vindanta. Vin, Vindaida? I don't know. All right. Well, it's something with a V and ends with an A. Um, but so the, <laughs> let me tell the, okay. the funny thing about this John Rahm scenario, right, is if you bet on golf, which you should, um, don't necessarily follow big bet fade energy. Us. Uh, we're we're kind of fade material right now, but I remember last year. This is a weird memory, but don't quote so, you know, don't judge. <laughs> but I was getting my COVID shot. Oh, um, you're, I don't. That, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't, we don't vac shame here. Well, it's no, 2022. We're not, yeah, we're not vac shaming. But I was getting my COVID shot, and we were. I was in the line at Dick's Sporting Goods Park up in you know wherever North Denver it was called that, and. I remember that was we hit our third winner in a row on our bets. That is what Yeah, and wow, I yeah. I don't I didn't know we'd ever won 3 in a, a row. Exactly. And so we picked 3 winners in a row, of course 2021, this is a new year. It's the hottest we've ever been. But <laughs> new year That's what I'm saying is we New get us on is a, not a good thing. You can fade us now, but once we get on a roll and once we start picking winners, it's, you know, you you could go th- 3 weeks in a row. And for the record, our our picks this week did pretty well. Tony Finau was all of a sudden leading the tournament at one point before yeah, he Rob made a birdie. Yeah, so so we're close. But I will say that no matter what, we wouldn't have picked John Rahm this week. I'm not picking somebody that's plus four fifty yeah, to win a golf that. tournament. Like he's far and away got and and like you look at this week, we'll get into it. But Rory McIlroy is far and away the the favorite this week at the Wells Fargo. And like yeah, he has a decent chance of winning. But at those odds, you're never there's no value. There's no value in taking a top three guy, uh, maybe even top like third or second. Sometimes is decent, but the first pick is usually not good odds. And I'd like to actually go through. I don't have that kind of bandwidth in my brain, but go through and see how many times an actual favorite won a golf tournament this season. Well, so you don't have the bandwidth. I do <laughs> semi. So I didn't fully do what you're talking about, but I went back and just looked specifically at Rom. Okay. And I could not find, other than the Masters, he was plus 1,200. I could not find a tournament this season where John Rahm is not w- the is, was not, 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 the, not only the favorite, but anywhere in the range of as low as 450 like this weekend to plus 7, 8, 900. And that was and his first win all season. Exactly. The Century Tournament Champions when Cam won, John Rahm was plus 700 to win that tournament. Yeah. And number one in the world until Scotty Scheffler went on his Absolute ultimate run. bender, yeah. heater, whatever you want to call it. But John good Rahm kind is, of bender. John Rahm, you could have, uh, if you bet one unit on John Rahm this year. You'd so be losing your ass. You, it, you would be. Because he's like won one tournament at plus 450, and he's probably played in, what, it's May. So a, he's so played in 11 events. 11 events. So he's been the fa- I guarantee you he's been the favorite in every event he's been in. He's at least been top two or three odds in every single event. Not and w- so he was plus four fifty this week or what was it plus four fifty plus four fifty. So you win. Say you put a unit on that. You win. You net five or you net four and a half units. If you bet one unit on every other bet, you're down five and a half. Is yeah that math checks out. You're down five and a half units on the. Uh, overall on the season if yeah. you bet on him to win every single tournament exactly you're down five and a half units so that the value is not there <coughs> excuse me and so what i i kind of looked at his numbers and they're very glaring um as to what issues he runs into and i didn't really realize because he's always been known as somewhat of a good putter you know and good short game he doesn't really have any holes in his game Relatively speaking, so this year, if we're talking just strokes gained, he is number one in strokes gained off the tee uh, on the entire tour, so that's pretty good. Approach to the green, which is your approach shots, 13th on tour, pretty damn good. Around the green, which is chipping, pitching, that, that sort of thing, 153rd on tour this year, and putting 114th on tour. So he is number one on the tour in tee to green strokes gained. And that's how he, I mean, but he has, he, he has five top tens this year in 11 events and a win for most people. That's a really good year. So is it like almost we're expecting too much of him? You know, like everybody wants to anoint that next guy. And that we talked about that with Scheffler. And I mean, if you would have bet on him to win, you would have killed it. Like Seth Ten Eyck, <laughs> our buddy did. Um, if you were riding the Scheffler coattails, 
you murdered it there for a good month and a half. <laughs> but yeah, there's basically probably two. I would say two players this year. If you bet them to win every tournament, you'd be up positive money. And yeah. that's Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Those are the only two guys that if you bet strictly one unit on them winning a tournament, this this 20, well, I shouldn't say this season, this calendar year, 2022. Since the Tournament of Champions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler would be the only guys you'd actually made money on. Yeah, well, and, and I feel like golf betting is almost like getting like a, a hot stock tip. Like you got to get in early and you got to you got to dive like you got to go all in because it's that old saying if I hear a stock tip from my dentist or whatever it's too late. Like if by the third or fourth week everybody's like bet Scheffler, bet Scheffler, but it's too late. And he still did win a few times which is fucking That's insane. why his run was so fucking Yeah, cuz everybody was on him and he was still winning. Like that is just such a rarity. That's has that happened since Tiger? No, it hasn't. And Every tournament, I would go in and look at the odds and, you know, put out my great picks. And I'd be like, dude, he can't do it again. And then he did it. Yeah. And I said, like, oh, he can't do it again. And yeah. then he did it again. And it's just like, dude, holy shit. But then I bet on him to win the Zurich. He loses. Yeah. And so, he, him and Ryan Ryan Palmer's won that tournament, what, four or five times? With yeah. And he's different like, partners. his average official world golf ranking of his partners, like 1.7. Yeah. Oh, it, dude, it's it, insane. Just choosing the greatest, just the greatest partner. Somebody made a joke that he was already recruiting like Charlie Woods for 20 years from now to be his partner oh, that's at the good. Zurich that's or something hilarious. like that. I love that. Um, but yeah, so, well, congrats to John Rahm. I mean, everybody knew he was going to come back and win again. It was just a matter of time. He's He's had a really good year so far. Uh, just hasn't gotten into the winner's circle. So, on, shockingly enough, that's only win number seven for John Robb on the PGA Tour. But he did, we all remember, I think it was at the Wells Fargo last year, when he got pulled on the on Sunday. We I'm sure we talked about it on the pod last year. Yep. He got pulled after his round Saturday where he was up by like six or seven shots. Like, he was not losing that golf tournament. And then, like, contact tracing with COVID, I want to say. Yep. And, I mean, he was also a dumbass, but he should have one more win than he does, really. But for a dude, it, it just blows my mind. So he's a year younger – or a year, yeah, he's a year younger than you, um, a, less than a year older Fucking than me. Fucking huge confidence boost for me today. <laughs> uh, he's four months older than me. He's made $33.3 million on tour. Jesus. Isn't that sickening? Yeah, that's like that's disgusting. And he's he was the world number one for who was the world number one before him? Didn't we kind of go through that? Uh, I think we may have. Was it I, Dustin? It could it have, been. have been Dustin. Yeah, or Justin Thomas? Was he? Could be right, but I think after Dustin won the Masters in late 2020, oh, because it was that, I think he was in the world. He went on a run there for a while where yeah, he was the world number one. But yeah, so uh, John Rahm's at world number two now. He's right back in the mix, and in all honesty, like it, it is kind of crazy because everybody expected him to win. For him to go out and win when you're expected to win in golf is pretty wild. In a field, in a full field of 120 some players, to go beat everybody when you're the uh, clear odds on favorite, um, that does take a little bit extra. Because even though the field was a little bit weaker, and this was just kind of a weird event, like. Nobody really talked about it. I don't want to say it was kind of like a, a throwaway event, but it just wasn't really well advertised. Um, they played it kind of. They played it on the west coast. I want to say near Cabo, or just north of Cabo. I'm not sure. I I'm not getting into geography again, but just kind of an odd event overall. I don't think that it was, almost felt like an opposite field event. You know what I mean? Like where there's a WGC or a major. And they have an opposite field event in Mexico. But either way, a win's a win. So uh, congrats to John Rahm on the W. Yeah, it's uh, like you said, it's one of those tough things where if you're favored to win every single week, like it doesn't have to, ne doesn't necessarily wear on you, but you, there's got to be some talk in there. And not in the saying he pays attention to his odds like he cares. He's not betting on himself. He's winning. He's betting on himself by playing in these events. Yeah, and winning, exactly. Winning plenty of money. But it was cool for him being from Spain, uh, speaking Spanish his whole life growing up, and winning in Mexico. I yeah. Think. Like, it's one of those tournaments where you're just kind of like, you know, we would have preferred Abe Answer to win because we had him on our bet card. But same scenario. Like, Yeah. 
kind of somewhat of a homeland type of situation. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, so we're going to get into, let's do a short little preview of the Wells Fargo. Well, yeah, before we preview the Wells Fargo and give you guys our DraftKings picks, we do want to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook. And as we talked about earlier, NBA playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So new customers can bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $150 in free bets when they do. So if you're trying to turn a small bet or a small bet into a big payoff, you can go ahead and use that same game parlay token. All you got to do, go to a game, flip that thing over to on, and then you can pick a bunch of different things from certain games. Like I know I love doing it in hockey, picking this player to score, this player to get an assist. I've been addicted to doing it in baseball as well. Um, I'm like, all right, I actually hit one the other day, like Connor Joe for the Rockies to get a hit and the Rockies game to go over 10 and a half runs. And actually, you know, you can just tell people all around the, or the stadium are betting because we were at the Rockies game Sunday and this guy that was the over under in the Rockies game was 10 and a half and it was 10, it was nine to one for like three innings and the, and Randall Grichick hit a random home run in like the eighth inning. And this guy Some is just stood up just and just stood up his partying. arms in the air. Yeah. The, the game's over. The Rockies had won, but you know, people are betting. So hop in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it now and use that promo code DNVR and bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And you get $150 in free bets if they do. Promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We also have something new to bust out for you guys. So... Once I find that here, why don't you filibuster for us for a second and talk about our new favorite company. Uh, Something I've actually been using behind the scenes for years helps me get um, into my my summer groove. You know, you're out on the golf course. Oh, doing spring cleaning? Is that what you're talking about? You're you're getting sweaty. You're getting hot. You got to prep the body for the hot weather. And I, I personally... My body just rejects hot weather. Like, I hate being sweaty. I hate being sticky. But uh, this company has products that can help you with that. So I definitely, once Spencer finds the read, yeah, so do, you, do you have it's, it? It's Manscaped. And support <laughs> uh, is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products and precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Like I said, when I'm out on the golf course, I have the foot stuff. I have the crop mop. I have both razors. I use one for my face, one for my other area. (laughs) And join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. That's about 8 million balls. Being shit, being shaved, being taken care of. We have to take care of our balls. Absolutely, it's 2022. Do, do you just take your golf ball and just leave it dirty on the next freaking hole? No, yeah. you fucking wash your balls. You put them in a ball you washer. Spit shine that puppy. You yeah. do what you need to yeah, do. Yeah, you can't. You can't get backspin. You got to play with clean balls. You can't get backspin with a dirt with dirty balls. No. Yeah. So it's it's fucking. You can't do it. No. So you gotta you gotta get your balls clean. Uh, unlock your confidence and use the right code for the job with Manscaped. So it's 100% waterproof. Oh, that is not. <laughs> I'm. I. This is my. Uh, this is. I got to prep for these Manscaped reads. What is this ad, Allie? <laughs> um, it's. It's called busting my Manscaped cherry. So head over to Manscaped.com. <laughs> And get yourself a crop mop. Get yourself the foot duster. I spray that on my feet every day. Don't they have stuff for your chain? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Performance package 4.0. Thanks for the assist there, Kale. I just dunked that one <laughs> after Kale's assist. But make sure you check out Manscaped. Doesn't it like help your chafing and stuff? Isn't there something for that too? Oh, yeah. The crop, oh, okay. You got the crop preserver. You got the crop mop. You got the foot duster. You got the the uh, incredible. And the thing is too, like you get like I have the the razor and they just send you new blades like you don't even know it they just send you a new blade and i'm like oh what's don't even need to think about no exactly and then i'm not like cutting you know how clutch is that just cleanly you're not nicking your balls 
No, you're just, you're just cleaning them. Just cleaning, just cleaning it up. So you're not scuffing them up. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> Allie got to watch that sick read. <laughs> so we're gonna move on now to a little preview of the Wells Fargo Championship this weekend, which is not at Quail Hollow because Quail Hollow is prepping themselves for the Presidents Cup. So they're gonna skip this year at Quail Hollow. This is now the second year that it's been skipped. And I was gonna say they're playing it at. Uh, they're playing it at P- TPC Potomac at Avino Farms. In Potomac, Maryland. Yeah, exactly. So really close to D.C., basically. Like a super, super cool area the, for the golf. Cor- like, yeah, the course looks badass. I remember watching the, uh, the Wells Fargo last year where Rory did win. Um, but I was like, God, this place looks so pure. I didn't really know that this time of year it was warm enough. I do remember it being a little cold out there. Like I remember having jackets on and it was kind of rainy a little bit yeah because i mean the the east coast i don't think they're they're quite ready to um have a golf tournament so i i mean there it's all green and everything like i wish we could get some rain here because it's always rainy out there in the springtime but they uh i think they're ready for it well i'm not quite sure what the weather looks like out there we're just gonna have to to find out when we watch this weekend so well and let's talk about something so pre-tournament First of all, golf is the only sport where myself, you, Kale, name your person in this bar right now getting ready for the Avs game. They could show up to a golf course yesterday, Monday, and actually qualify to play in a professional golf event. Yeah. And I don't, first of all, I don't think people realize how tough it is. There was a guy, I saw this on Twitter, there was a guy last week, he made every score in a Monday qualifier three through 11 minus like a, an eight or an, a 10. I forget exact number, but he made a three, a four, a five, a six, a seven, a nine, a 10 and 11 in route to like 110. And <laughs> what a waste I mean, of money. What a time. waste of money. What a waste of time. I don't know what this guy was thinking. Maybe he, but there's plenty of those at every Monday qualifier. No, absolutely. Every Monday qualifiers like this, but the competition at these things is just absolutely absurd. So one of the guys that Monday qualified this week for the Wells Fargo tied a fucking course record at the course that he had to play the Monday qualifier at with a 64. Okay. Like, that's how good yeah. like, these guys are just getting into just Mondaying to go shoot 73, 75, and be cut right. on, on fr- Thursday, Friday. Well, and I was actually thinking about that on the drive down, like... Monday qualifying is just such a you you have to have so much confidence in your game because first of all you're like you said you you have to shoot crazy low just to get into the tournament but then once you're there basically unless you finish I think inside the top 10 or 15 I think it may depend on the tournament you I mean you get a good paycheck but other than that you don't have any sort of exemption to the next week you get nothing like you have to play, you have to qualify for the tournament. Then you have to play really well. So even Monday qualifier info, uh, a case of the golf one on Twitter, he tweeted out the playoff to get into the Wells Fargo. It was Steve Marino who's won on tour. Yeah, no, it was I've, Dave Lingmurth. I've got this right here. I think Lindmer- well, Lingmurth's won on tour. And PGA Tour may have stolen this, but four for one Monday qualifier playoff for the Wells Fargo started. Yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah yesterday 2. was Monday. 2:48 p.m. yesterday. Uh, career PGA Tour starts for these guys: Marino 222, Lingmurth 188, Brett Stegmeyer 81, and then Lee Detmer, who's never started on the PGA Tour. But imagine being Lee Detmer. <laughs> You're like these dudes have spent full years on the PGA Tour. He's literally never made a start out there. And do you know who ended up getting through? Did they tweet out the results? They, um, I will double check that, but I do want to give a shout out to the guy. Uh, course record tying 64 for Drew Nesbitt. Um, and that name you, rings a bell. And you know... Get your face in the mic. You know that this guy <laughs> is... He's Canadian, so that's part of it. Okay. But him being like not as well known. I have more Twitter followers on my personal shit-posting Twitter than this guy's got. <laughs> <laughs> and he's now playing in a PGA Tour event. Yeah, so pretty cool for him to go out just shoot another a course record. It shows you Twitter make, or Twitter's not real life. Well, hundred <laughs> percent. But I'm just saying, like a dude with basic, like it's sad. That's how we measure our lives. And it, but that's I, what I'm saying. Like you have more Twitter followers than him, but he's much better at golf than you. Correct. Well, so it's a little I mean, give I and take. Shot 64. 
if you if oh. I played 15 holes. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe that's even a stretch. We did hit balls today. We for did. The record. <laughs> we we both we, we hit went balls out on practice. the practice. I hit like 35 range balls, so I'm in mid-season form. I actually played my first nine holes of the year in Colorado last week. Shot a little two under par round. Um, nothing to write home about, but I hadn't picked up a club since. Well, besides the hole in one challenge, so I hit th- 200 gap wedges that day. Um, but other than that, I hadn't played since February, so I didn't hate that. But you went, you played uh, Highland Hills last week. I played Highland Hills, shot a little even par round on Saturday. You know, no, Congrats. no big deal. Nice. I uh, uh, feel pretty good about executive it. Executive course? No. Park championship. 36. <laughs> par 36. All right. Saturday afternoon, niner, a couple of fireball shots, a couple <laughs> of uh, good company Celsies. There you go. It was great. Speaking of Twitter, we had a few things on Twitter we wanted to touch on in this pod yes but we're still talking about the wells fargo okay we haven't got there yet basically let's just give a little preview of it so it's being played we already talked about where it's being played but so rory's Rory's the the defending champion and the favorite (laughs) don't bet on him don't bet on rory he'll probably win it um let's see the field is not that deep so rory is almost double the odds um or half of the odds of the next the second best odds on favorite to win. So he's at plus 850. Corey Connors is plus 1600. Russell Henley's plus 2000. Tyrrell Hatton's playing plus 2000. Um, not a super deep field. This is almost feels like a, a field ma- made for Max Homa. He's he's playing this Ooh, week and the, he's. The homie. Yeah, he's like uh, eighth best odds. He's plus 2800. But I, I could see somebody coming out this week and, and making a statement. Our, well, our official picks will come out tomorrow, of yeah. course, but I know like from doing some research, this is a really good place for just solid ball striking tee to green, Yeah, and guys like Corey Connors, and Russell Henley is... So I'm not saying I'm picking Russell Henley, I'm not saying I'm not, but Russell Henley is like the top of every metrics leaderboard for this tournament. So really? good information if he wins... Uh, ba- uh, not my fault if he loses, but because they're not my <laughs> metrics. But yeah, basically Russell Henley and Corey Connors just their long iron and ball striking from the yeah. from the fairway is tops in the PGA Tour, and they're like metrics love those guys this week. And Henley is also that kind of dude that just will come out of nowhere and win once every two or three years. That's just just enough to stay relevant. Yeah, that's just his thing. Enough to keep his keep his boat afloat. Yeah, and I mean he's made plenty of money on tour, but. He just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, if you would have told me Russell Henley Henley was third highest odds on favor to win this tournament, I probably would have been like, "Why?" I would ask you if it was a Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, I didn't even really know the guy was still on tour. So, uh, I do like Cameron Young. Also, he's that uh, young guy from it's either Georgia or Bama. He's an SEC kid, but he's had a really good year this year. So, kind guy, of a guy I love too, Seamus Power. Seamus. I, he's Irish, isn't he? Yes, he's very Irish. That, yeah, I guess Hence if your name's name Seamus. Can you, you do believe that that's a, a kid, re- You do that to a kid in America, and that's just Seamus on you. I know a kid <laughs> named... Oh, what a Seamus. He just fucking missed it. No, that was my Seamus Sh- on I had to laugh at my own joke. Well done. That was good. I know a kid named Seamus McGinnis. That has got to be the most Irish name in the history yeah, of Yeah, I don't Irish. think an I- a more Irish name exists um, besides like St. Patrick. Is that even Irish? Yeah, it has to be St. Patrick's <laughs> Day, dude. It's but I don't think St. Patrick's Day is a thing in Ireland. Really? I don't that think would seem so. insane to me. I think it's like an Americanized thing. Ah, just a reason for Americans to go drink. Yeah, that well, was a great reason. We have a lot of holidays for that. <laughs> Shout out all the random Every ass hol- holidays: Thanksgiving, Christmas, just reasons to sit around the table and drink, yeah. drink alcohol. Nothing r- changes based on the season, changes what you're drinking. For Doesn't sure. change how you're drinking. For sure. But yeah, Seamus Power, I don't know why you like him. I just like his name. Uh, but he actually has had a good season so far this I year. Know, I just feel good about it. Okay. I mean, at, at this point, our picks can just be hunches. Yeah, that's all we, we need. I mean, we've, we clearly do all the research and get nowhere. We spin our wheels and go backwards. So, you know, it's it's fine. Yeah. We're going, we're going with... We're going with our gut from now on. And once we get on a heater, then we're just going to come on this podcast every week live and just wave the it whole, around. Like when the equivalent of like the golf hole looks this big to us. Like we can't miss. Exactly. But we, we've missed a lot so far this year. Like 
horribly. So fade us, but at your... Uh, but know when to jump on the bandwagon. Exactly. At we your will own get risk. There. We will get there. All right. So now we're going to move on to a little Twitter. And Kale, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the rules of golf and some interesting things that have happened recently. Kale, can you pull up this video for us? So make sure, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, you want to make sure to check out this video on our YouTube at Big Drive Energy. So this is from a couple weeks ago, and uh, after this last weekend, it kind of brought this back up. So this is from Dylan Fratelli's Twitter, and let's just take a look at this golf shot. It looks like it's hanging from the Spanish moss. Hanging from the Spanish moss of a tree. Illegal. Some incredible work for him, turning the club upside down, but he got penalized for that. And if you know golf, you may know why, and if you don't, we can tell you. So basically what was illegal about that is the fact that our boy Dylan Fratelli was on the line uh, that he was hitting on. He was and, standing and directly was, behind the ball. Exactly. Yeah. So that is outlawed in the rules of golf, which is super – not. It's lame. It's a rule, which he probably should have known, but he probably wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. But if he hits that shot to his right or his left side, depending upon which one he wants it, completely fine. Now, using one hand, he probably doesn't You also get... have to think, too, about the axis that it's on because technically, like, I mean, I guess he was directly facing it, but it's just so weird because it's above you. So what's even saying you're directly standing behind something that's above you? You know what I mean? Like, how can he stand to the side of the ball that is not even in front of him, technically. Well, that's like, a very interesting wrinkle <laughs> I didn't think about. But we all know, like, considering the fact that he was behind the golf ball, that's a penalty. It'd just be like putting. Well, that's the only reason I knew that rule is because people have tried to do that before where they, like, putt between their legs, and that's outlawed. Because I think Bryson at some point wanted to do that. Shocker. Um, I know for a time he, like, side-saddled it. Where you have like the chest putter and you kind of like do this type of deal on the side saddle, almost like a shuffleboard ish type thing where you kind of like, I don't really know how to explain it. Um, for those of you who are not watching and just listening, it sounds even more weird. But yeah, that is the only reason I know that you can't stand behind the ball. Otherwise, yeah, I would. The first few times I watched that video, I was like, Okay, like, I mean, cool shot, right. for sure. Uh, but I, did, shot. I didn't even think about the rules violation he was committing. So that's kind of a, a shitty side of the rules of golf, is they go take a cool shot like that and ruin it. Just shit on it. 100%. And that got us thinking of some of the interesting rulings we've had in the past couple of years, and also a circling back to Twitter... Um, why don't you talk a little bit about Patrick Reed and kind of what Golf Digest tweeted? Super funny if you if you're in the know. I I Y K I I Y K Y K in the golf world, but Good God. Patrick Reed got a feature basically in Golf Digest about hitting sand shots. Yeah, so everybody knows Patrick Reed has had a few questionable maneuvers in the sand the last few years that were potential penalties. Well, definitely penalties, uh, but he didn't technically get caught, so he ended up just kind of skirting the rules, quote-unquote. But Golf Digest featured him in an article, which I thought was even more funny because it was a it was a, how to get out of bunkers, like bunker play with Patrick Reed. Guess who wrote the, the article? Patrick Reed. <laughs> like, nobody wrote this article about Patrick Reed. He was like judge, jury, executioner, writing his own article, fucking... I just thought that was hilarious. That Golf Digest was like, fuck, we need a filler. We got two pages of this. <laughs> They're this. like, nobody wants to write this article on Patrick Reed. Who will do it? And Reed's like, I will. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. But then everybody in the comments was like, Reed cheats in the bunkers all the time. <laughs> like, like just dragging him on Twitter. And then um, I just, yeah, like one of my buddies was like, so you want me to get DQ'd? You want me to take Patrick Reed's advice, get DQ'd and look like a cheater? So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but then there's another thing with Patrick Reed on Twitter where apparently he has a burner account. Or it's it's one of his family members, I think, that has a burner. Uh, what is the handle? It's at UseGolfFacts. UseGolf, at UseGolfFacts. Which is and ironic. It has kind him. of been outed as, like, Patrick Reed's burner Twitter account. So another thing we'll talk about is Tiger Woods. Um, this week was out at Southern Hills, which is... 
the host site of the PGA Championship in a couple weeks, and he was somebody tweeted a picture of him talking to the director of golf at Southern Hills and getting advice directly from him um, about the course, and then. Patrick Reed's burner from the clouds comes in. Do you have the tweet on you? Yeah, I wonder what it's like, quote, obviously from Golf Facts with capital facts. I wonder what it's like to have the director of golf at Southern Hills give you all the course notes you need for the upcoming PGA Championship. Do all players get this treatment at PGA for at Tiger Woods? This is just embarrassing that at PGA posted this photo, and it's very telling. (laughs) And you got to look at this from a standpoint of, okay, this guy, Gary Cosby, the PGA director of golf at Southern Hills. Like, I'm a PGA director of golf. That's not me swinging my dick around. That's just me <laughs> stating a used golf fact. Yeah, here. but that's but also, yeah. I'm saying, like, from his standpoint, like, yes, his course is hosting a PGA Tour event. A, a championship. A ch- uh, yeah, in, a, a major. major. But for him, like, that's a totally different world to have Tiger Woods. Like, people always try to mix up these worlds of... PGA Tour pros and PGA professionals. And let me tell you, look at me <laughs> and look at the guys on TV every week. That's a completely different world. Oh, 100%. And when you have, I mean, this dude, Gary, Mr. Cosby here, not not Bill, Gary. <laughs> That's and good. it's Cosby with a Z, so it's totally different. That's kind of cool. Not to be misconstrued. Um, it Like, he gets a chance to walk around the course with golf's greatest of all time, his course, and give him all the knowledge, like, wh- like what's wrong with that? You definitely don't like, pass up that opportunity. No, and this is not, like, a thing for the PGA Tour to tout. This is not necessarily, like, if I'm Gary, Mr. Cosby here, <laughs> I'm taking that opportunity a million times out of a million. Oh, yeah. If Tiger Woods... If any of these players, really, yeah. like, I mean... Tiger's obviously 1A on that list, but if any, like if Scotty Scheffler, who this is one of his favorite courses, he's winning this fucking thing. Let's just be real here. Uh, he's going to win the PGA Championship. That's we can uh, timestamp that right now. But yeah, like, I, that's a, this, the coolest opportunity for him. So I don't understand. But see, for I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. But I also the first first look at that when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's kind of shitty. Like. Are you Patrick Reed? No. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I, d- I just think what, Okay, why is it shitty? Because is he giving this information to every single player in the field? Or is it just because it's Tiger Woods he's giving him that info? You know, would he go do that for the last guy that makes it in the field? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, that's, we're, that's like having a green book that only you have and nobody else has. Like, I think that's kind of shitty. I don't like it. Well, <laughs> dude, that's kind of lame. That is kind of a hot take because I see it. I personally see it oh, only from, from that dude's perspective. Oh, for sure. But from a if a competitor of Tiger Woods, that's like when the Warriors are playing the Nuggets and the Warriors get all the foul calls. It's like, oh yeah, they need all the fucking help winning this series. Or when like, like Andre Iguodala was like hanging out with the Warriors back in 2013. That's and, snake. as a Nugget. Yeah, yeah. Like no, but what I'm saying is they don't. Tiger Woods doesn't need any help. He's played Southern Hills he many needs a time. Plenty of help. Okay, he needs the, all the help he can get as of now. But he's still the goat. Like he. Oh, you just said that. Hey, can we clip that, Kale? Because <laughs> Mitchell's fucking fought this for years. I, I, he's one of the best of all time. Uh, you he, can't go back now. Okay, he's the current goat. He just doesn't need that kind of help, and I thought it was kind of corny for even Tiger to take that. Like oh wow I think we're so far apart are we here just yeah really far away like I I don't I just see it as like I feel like it's like a charity case like oh Tiger Woods needs help with this golf course huh well maybe you know what I mean okay like, maybe this is something that's been overblown by the PGA Tour or PGA or whoever tweeted this out I'm saying maybe the, maybe Gary has been helping other dudes it's just more yeah it's just more prevalent that he's helped Tiger Woods because Tiger Woods is in every all the coverage all the time and and any outlet wants tiger woods coverage like let's face it that's how it is oh for sure so maybe that's why this is overblown yeah we don't know the whole story but if if he is just helping tiger i think that's kind of shitty all right well (laughs) do you think uh yeah i just don't necessarily agree like i think from from his perspective from a playing competitive like a competitor perspective i'd be kind of annoyed 
Okay. I'd be I'd be like, hey Gary, you got a few minutes? Can you give me all those notes? Like, you know what? I was about to say what makes Tiger Woods special. <laughs> Obviously, we uh, know that's a uh, long list. I can go that's, through it. That's what I'm saying is he's getting that preferential treatment. Like PGA pros lives matter too. There's PGA pros in that event. You think he's giving them their? You think he's giving them fucking green reads and where to hit it in the fairway? He's like, no, go shoot 12 over and miss the cut. He doesn't give a shit. That's but, fair. I don't know, agree, it, but that's it, fair. You're you and I are both on the, a different wavelength too, where you would do anything to be in the spotlight. Like if that <laughs> w- if, if that was you, you would you'd probably be on Tiger Woods' back, riding him around the golf course like a camel. Maybe like if he could hold me, if yeah, he could hold up, you'd be like, or he you'd be giving him a piggyback. Yeah, that's more yeah, accurate. You'd be like, do you need a hand? Like I don't want you to hurt yourself. There's some hills, and I just don't personally care that much so i think that's kind of like gary's like oh it's my time to shine i'm gonna go help tiger woods out like i have something to contribute that he can't find out in two practice rounds like i just am i just being weird like is this yeah i think you're being really used golf faxy right now dude (laughs) from if i sadly enough i think about myself playing in the tournament which will probably never happen maybe someday i'm not gonna say never if I ever try to play actual golf again, um, I would be annoyed. I'd be like, what the fuck, Gary? Come on out. Give me some tips. Like, Gary. Yeah. Like, the way I equate it, like I said, is to having, like, a green reading book that only you have. But at the same time, like I said, also, what is Tiger not going to find out in two practice rounds that this dude's telling him? Like, is there a fucking black hole somewhere on the golf course to... That nobody knows about. That's gonna suck everybody in there. Uh, that was kind of out of left field, but you get my point. Like, what? It's a golf course. Figure it out. I, I do think to your point there. I think a lot of. Don't get me wrong. Caddies know certain things and certain yardages, but I think a lot of this stuff is fairly overblown. To be honest, like, of knowing a golf course. Like, you can play a golf course once or twice, and as a, especially as a guy of Tiger Woods level or any PGA Tour guy yeah. level, and have a really good fucking idea of what's going on. Well, and also the comfortability. Like if you're you're either comfortable or you're not. You know what I mean? Like you you go it, there's no other way to get comfortable but playing the course. You can't just have somebody tell you where to hit it. It just having somebody tell you but you not seeing it with your own eyes and being able to see that sight line. I don't really think it it matters that much what you're being told. Obviously, he's walking walking around telling him where to hit the shots and things like that. Also, bear in mind, this course is in Oklahoma. What what kind of crazy fucking green complexes can they have out there? It's hills. Like, there's no, hills. there's no crazy altitude change. There, I mean, the greens could be a little crazy, but he's got a standard yardage book. I'm done harping on this, but I just think it's kind of corny. <laughs> All right. From moving from corny to our fairway or four and wrapping up this week's edition of Big Drive Energy. All right. So last week we had... Uh, I had a pretty controversial one, according to the Twitter poll. So pulling that up here, um, Mitchell, your fairway or four, a resounding 69%. Nice. nice. The Yankees have the worst fan base in baseball. Okay. Uh, that's super fair. We kind of both agreed on it. Uh, mine was, so sandals that split your toes are unacceptable for men. And I got a resounding 65% four. So the people were against us. They think it's fine. Okay. Tuttle did text us, Eric Tuttle, our friend. Because uh, we shouted him out. He thought he was being personally attacked, which is fair because he's just his he's toes. The model his toes just flops resonate in my mind of when I think, especially of when he has jeans and flip flops on him. Exactly. Like, oh, dude. bad look. So our fairway or four for this week, lead us off. Um, I had kind of a tough time. I'm thinking about sports takes, and my mind goes to hockey with it being hockey playoffs. Uh, is this the year the Maple Leafs make an actual run? Because they haven't won a, a series in 20, I want to say 20 or 21 years, and they shit on Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, the, the back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. For some reason, I was going to say Hurricanes. I, I need to pay better attention. Um, but, yeah, they won 5 nothing, 4 nothing, 5 nothing. Uh, so they don't look like they're like – and it's just one game. Don't get me wrong. But this kind of feels like a year they could maybe make a run. 
Okay, that's fair. So Toronto is this year. Well, what are we calling a run? We got to have a hard stop. Here. Um, they win two rounds. They win one round. A, a Stanley Cup run. I would. So I'm not saying win the Stanley Cup, but like go deeper in the playoffs. Okay, we got to make a line. Okay, here so Eastern we can, Conference Finals. Okay, so so you th- you're asking me, and I'm saying no. Okay. I'm saying the Eastern Conference is too stacked for them to make a run. That their goaltending's not that great, but I mean, last night kind of like changed my perception. Yeah, pretty they, wild. They looked like a fucking wagon, especially the team against the team like the Lightning. Yeah, exactly. Right, my fairway four. We argued about this, and. Uh, you didn't agree with me, but I've been on a extreme air fryer kick lately, including air frying pork chops and steaks. Is it acceptable to air fry a fine, expensive meat like a pork no. chop or a steak? I'll d- oh, we even got kale. Fuck. Okay. No. Well, it's for- disgust, bro. That that's like, oh my god, that. Dude, well, that's like taking... I live in a fucking high-rise apartment with... I have to walk in non-flip-flops in <laughs> sandals down to a grill, six levels. Okay, to, that's like gr- taking your... Li- food. That's exactly okay, what I told Spencer. Fuck you, both. That's like taking a Ferrari to the grease monkey to get fucking serviced. <laughs> that just isn't so bad. Why do you do that to a piece of meat? The cow didn't die for you to disrespect it like that. Yeah, don't knock it till you try it. I'm telling you, one of those chicks on the Timberwolves court should have had a shirt that says "Don't air fry meat." <laughs> that, like, dude, it. I'm telling you, it's that good. No, that's sad. Basically, I told Mitchell I was gonna air fry some meat at his house and let him try it, and he's like, "We're not gonna. I got a fucking Traeger and a grill. We're not." I've got gonna. two grills, and Spencer's like, "Let me bring out my twenty dollar air fryer, dude, that we can cook a thirty dollar steak in." Like, what a waste. I, and that's just pure laziness to me. I also love grilling. Like that's I. It's a hobby of mine. Well, sometimes you gotta deal with what you got. Spencer so. just likes to sit on his ass. If he, <laughs> I see Spencer giving me a look. That's fine. Um, Spencer's just kind of a lazy cook. You would eat, if not fucking Uber Eats or takeout. You would eat like frozen meals every night. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of a f- fair assumption. Yeah. But, we so Spencer's like, what's the easiest way I can cook this nice piece of meat? That's it, just it. It doesn't taste any worse. Okay, four there. All right, he's on four. We're gonna uh, tweet those out. Make sure you're checking out our Twitter at Big Drive Energy. We are going to go to the Avs game tonight. Also, make sure you guys sign up for our golf tournament. We are having a blast of a golf tournament. It's more like a party. That is May 20th, 9 a.m., the Valley of Fun. You can sign up at thednvr.com. Make sure to check that out. Check us out on Instagram at Big Drive Energy Pod, TikTok at Big Drive Energy. We're making videos so you guys don't look dumb in the pro shop. We got a couple of compliments today. Even the lady Mitch gave a lesson to was like, oh, shit, you guys are the guys on TikTok. My son loves you guys. And we're like, yeah, it's just... Just another day. Another day in the life. Uh, Until then, hopefully we're talking about an Av sweep next Tuesday. We'll be live next Tuesday, 5 p.m. Check it out. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your week and enjoy the Wells Fargo. Peace. 